All right, there's going to be times when we're going to read the Bible and we're going to read where Jesus Christ told us what the signs of the coming of the Lord would be. We're going to read these in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we're going to see these events begin to unfold in real time in headlines through disasters and circumstances around the world. On today's broadcast, I'm going to show you just that very thing and how it's unfolding before our eyes. Let's get after it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, guys, welcome to the program. Before we get started, I want to welcome everybody again. If you're new, if you're a regular viewer, uh, again, welcome. This is End Time Headlines. I'm your host, Ricky Scaparo, the founder, the pastor, and the voice of End Time Headlines. Listen, if you're new, do me a favor and whatever uh, chat group that you're in, if you're on Rumble, if you're on YouTube, or if you're commenting on the replay of this, let us know in the comment section that you are new and where you guys are joining us from again, and we welcome you to the program. Again, uh, we want to let you know that we do have a free app. Uh, we try to get all these inf- uh, these announcements out of the way at the beginning so that once we get started on this thing, we don't have to go back to this. Again, you can download our free app available on Apple and Android devices Again, get it today into your hands. This is how you're going to keep up with our ministry. Hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be good to go and squared away with every headline and every podcast when it's readily available. And then one last thing, guys, please hit that share button, hit that like button, hit that bell notification, because one, it's going to help you keep up with us on these platforms. Number two, it's going to help share our content so others can see the information that we put out there. So, Again, I want to just like we talk about the introduction of this thing. When you go to the book of Luke 21, Mark 13, Matthew 24, these synoptic gospels tell you all of them. There's an account given to each one of these individuals and the writers give us a different uh, They give us a different angle, but same perspective on what Jesus told us would be the signs of his coming. We also know. That not, now, we have that in the New Testament, but I'm going to show you today there's things in the Old Testament that was prophesied uh, for future generations, that future generations would begin to, uh, to see things come to pass in their lifetime. So this is one of, listen, this is one of those broadcasts, guys, that if you're watching this, you're listening to this, and you have loved ones, family members, co-workers, neighbors, uh, that you've been trying to sow the seed of the gospel to, you've been trying to witness to them, you've been trying to let them know what's going on uh, from a biblical perspective, this is going to be one of those equipping messages that we want to get into your hands. And that's why we said, that's why all of our, all of our content is free. So you can, all you got to do is say, hey, look, check out this YouTube link, check out this app, check out this website, check out this on Rumble, because I want you to give this to them Because I'm going to show you some headlines today, and we're going to show you some scripture that tells us and foretells that these events would transpire and these things would only intensify as we get closer to the fulfillment of the second coming of Christ. All right, so right off the bat, we're going to go to the book of Daniel. Uh, The book of Daniel gives us a lot of prophetic insight. 
Daniel was given divine revelation from the Lord regarding events that would transpire in his day, present tense of his day, but would also transpire in the future. And it correlates with everything that we read about in the book of Revelation that John the Revelator wrote. And you've heard me say this before. Both Daniel and John saw huge portions of what would transpire during the tribulation. There's only a few differences of what John saw that Daniel did not see. Okay, so here we are in Daniel chapter 12. If you if you're listening by Apple or by Spotify, first of all, we welcome you to the broadcast. Um, And we want to encourage you to get you a Bible, open it up because I know you can't see us. We're going in Daniel 12, 4. And Daniel said this. He said, the Lord, or the Lord spoke to Daniel and said, but oh, you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. And many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. Now, there's a lot to consume right there. First of all, there's uh, he tells you there's a book that God instructs Daniel to seal up until the time of the end. Now, again, I believe that book is unsealed when we get into the tribulation. Now, fully unsealed. We've not seen the full unsealment of this book because we're not in the tribulation yet. But he also tells us uh, the word of the Lord says that not only will the book be uh, opened in the time of the end and you will begin to see the fulfillment of what Daniel talked about regarding the final empire of prophecy, regarding the Antichrist, regarding the come on, the temple in Jerusalem, the, the abomination that makes Jerusalem desolate. Talk about the the um, the headquarters of the Antichrist. Talk about the persecution of the Jews. Talks about the persecution of the saints. All that stuff is was was seen by the by Daniel, the prophet. And it was sealed in a book and it will be fully open and come to fruition in the time of the tribulation period. Now, I want to show you something here, though. And now notice he says here, let me go back to the scripture because I want you to see this, what I'm looking at. Where again, we're in Daniel 12, 4. Notice he says, seal the book until the time of the end. Somebody say the time of the end. Now you may call this the end time, the time of the end, the end, uh, uh, the end of all things, the end of the world. There's different phrases that's been coined over the years, but he says here that the end time will be marked by two things. Now this is very important that you see this where we're going here. Number one, is he says, many shall run to and fro. Now, what in the world does he mean? Many shall run to and fro. Now, I have said under multiple biblical scholars, theologians, and they all agree with this. Many shall run to and fro is uh, is a is regarding transportation in the last days. Now, you got to again, this may not sound like a real brain buster you know, blockbuster revelation here. But if you go back to the time of Daniel, there was no automobile. There was no trains. There was no planes. 
There, there was no, there was not the means of transportation like we have in modern times. So people couldn't travel and go to and fro over the entire world and the planet like they do now. Okay, y'all see that? So the Lord tells Daniel, he reveals to him in the last days or when we get to the time of the end, the, the means of transportation will be necessary and will be in place for civil for civilization to move about come on to and fro over the earth and then the second thing that the lord reveals to daniel is he tells daniel let me pull it up again let's look at this in case you're taking notes he says and knowledge shall increase somebody say that knowledge shall increase how many believes that the Lord was accurate when he said knowledge shall increase. Look at the explosion of technology, knowledge, and information. Again, I am 47 years of age. I'm telling you, when I was in school, elementary school, middle school, we did not have access to the information that we and technology that you and I have today as of this broadcast of 2024. Now, again, we could pull out a whole argument about the good, the bad, and the ugly regarding this technology at our fingertips and all the information that we're given because it can be used for good, but it can be used for bad, and it can get a lot of people uh, in ugly situations as well. Come on, can I get an amen? So listen, the point I'm trying to make is, Daniel said, oh, this is so good, guys. You got to pay attention to this because I know where we're going and you don't yet. Daniel's telling us transportation means will be in place. And then he says there will be knowledge, information that will be in place and be given to a generation that watch this, that will will cater to and be used in the last days to bring about the fulfillment of things we read about both by Daniel and John the Revelator in the book of Revelation. All right, here we go. Now, one of those examples is what John saw in Revelation 13. In Revelation 13, 16, now I'm going to be reading this from the New King James, and you guys know I always read from the New King James, and there's times I read from the King James, but it's very rare that I go outside of those two translations, and there's a reason for that, and I don't have time to expound on that. Uh, but I'll just simply say that you got to be careful with a lot of these newer translations because they're not even really translations. They're just opinions of people that decided they need to rewrite the Bible. Anyway, don't want to get off into that because I'll get in a tangent, and we'll go way off course here. But I want to Revelation 13, 16. I am going to change up one word in this because I always go to back to... I try to go back to the closest to the original language and translation, which is the 1611 King James. Okay, now look, listen what it says here. Revelation 13, 16. Again, this is John. John looked way out into the future. Now, he wrote this in 95 A.D. on the Isle of Patmos. He looked way out into the future. I believe he saw our generation. Let me say that again. I believe he saw our generation. He saw a generation where in which the Antichrist and the false prophet would come to power 
and, and take rule over this generation. And there would be, now watch, I'm going back to Daniel. There would be in place a technology that would exist to bring about what we read about in Revelation 13, 16, which says this, ready? Now, when it says he causes, this is the false prophet, not the Antichrist. He causes all, that's all of humanity, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark in. Now, the New King James uses the word on, but again, I like to go back to the 1611 King James, and it says in. These newer translations change that, and I don't agree with that. I always try to stick with in. So I'm going to say that again. He causes all, both small and and great, rich and poor and free and slave, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, for sake of argument, because I know that there, because I've seen some uh, debate go on into some forums about on and in because of the, you know, these translations. So for sake of argument, I'm going to use both. Let's just say in or on. It's safe to say that there's coming a buying and selling and trading system, which I call the system of the beast, which is the Antichrist, but he will use the false prophet to institute this system. This system will require a mark. And again, this this word mark here in Greek is it's a term. It's a word where in which we derive um, a branding iron like what they do to cattle when they brand them. It's like a, almost like a tattoo or branding uh, of sorts. So he says in Revelation 13, he says that all of humanity will be required to take this mark on their right hand or in, in or on the right hand or in or on their foreheads. Why? In order for them to buy, sell, and trade and if again if you don't take this mark the antichrist will know that you have not sworn your allegiance to him and his kingdom and let's just say you will be dealt with now i want you, now having said that we know that if this system is going to be in place in the future listen god knows it cuz he revealed it to daniel he revealed it to john But let me tell you, you know who else knows it? Satan. Satan is the one who's going to inspire and give the download or the blueprints to the false prophet and to the Antichrist to implement this system. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? So it's safe and suffice to say that if this is coming in the future, then every generation that goes by, we get closer and closer to the fulfillment of that thing coming to pass. So don't you think for a second, come on, this is why I said you need to share this with people. Come on, this is going to equip them. It's going to inform them. Don't you think that if we're getting closer and closer to the fulfillment of the book of Revelation and the time of the end and the end of the age and the return of Christ, that as we get closer to this, we're going to see uh, every generation Come on, be conditioned and conditioned and more conditioned to come on to receive this 
and to embrace this technology and the concept of something going on or in their right hand or on or in their forehead. I said all that to get to the first story. Here it is. We, we all knew this was coming. Uh, and now we have an official report on this. Elon Musk uh, has, according to latest reports, Elon Musk Neuralink brain chip company has inserted its first device in a human in their brain. That's or you could say in your forehead, in your temple, in your head. Right. Let me let's read a little bit about this. Musk's brain science company has implanted a device into a human for the first time. The unidentified person received a brain chip implant Sunday, and Musk says they are, quote, recovering well. U.S. Food and Drug Administration has given Neuralink clearance last year to conduct its first trial to test its implant on humans. The move is critical, is a critical milestone in the startup's ambitions to help patients with paralysis and other neurological conditions. Neuralink says the brain chip is designed to allow people to control almost any device just by thinking. Musk, according to The Sun, has previously revealed big plans for the chip and we've rounded up some of them below. According to the article, Musk went into detail about his plans for Neuralink brain chip during a Q&A session on the Clubhouse app back uh, three years ago in 2021. Quote, you could probably save state in the brain. So if you were to die, your state could be returned in the form of another human body or a robot body. I'm going to read that again. This is Elon Musk saying this, guys. This is the guy who owns X, former known, formerly known as Twitter. Quote, you could probably save state in the brain so that if you were to die, your state could be returned in the form of another human body or a robot body. Listen, guys, listen to me. This guy loves the concept of cyborgs, part human, part robot. He loves this. This is his vision for the future, and he's pushing this. Quote, there could be, let me read on here. The billionaire compared this saving process to backing up a video game. There could be something analogous to a video game, like a saved game situation where you're able to upload your last state. Maybe lose a few memories, but mostly it will be you, he explained. Yeah. So come on, who's on board for it? Do I got anybody that's ready to sign up for that? Quote, it's also hoped that Neuralink brain chip will be able to help humans compete with artificial intelligence. There you go. Musk has previously expressed concerns that humans could face an AI extinction, even if they don't take action to compete with the technology. While attending the UK's Global AI Safety Summit last uh, late last year, Musk said, quote, there is some chance above zero that AI will kill us all. Quote, I think it's slow, but there is some chance. Again, we've we've talked about this on previous podcasts. This guy says this, but yet this is the same guy who is spearheading it and pushing it forward. One of his long term goals is for people to reach 
uh, symbiosis with artificial intelligence. That means he wants humans to reach a state in which they could coexist with AI and mutually beneficial relationships, uh, a.k.a. cyborgs transhumanism. He thinks a brain chip could be one way to do this. Um, Hello? Let me just ring the bell right there. Ding, 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 ding. Wait a minute, Mr. Musk. I thought the Neuralink was to help quadriplegics and people that had neurological disorders or they had um, they had disabilities where they couldn't use their limbs and this and that. It, this would help them. No, he's saying here, uh, again, I believe that's the sales pitch to get this out here, but there's another motive to this. Don't think for a minute, again, good the bad and the ugly. Every technological advance has it. The good, it can help people. People can walk again. People can use their limbs again. This could be good. But the bad and ugly is that if this guy gets his way, he wants people to begin to volunteer and don't think they're not. People are lined up, people, to get this. To get something put in or on their forehead. Oh, are you hearing me today? That would benefit them. That would put them on the cutting edge of humanity. That they could do things that would be superior to normal civilians. So he says that this brain chip could be used to treat people with brain injuries, but it can also help us to coexist, quote, coexist with AI. Now, if that wasn't terrifying enough, if that wasn't terrifying enough, who else would also have their hands in the cookie jar of this Frankenstein uh, idea? I'll let you take a guess. If you said China, you would be correct. According to a new report, look at this. China unveils a plan for a chilling zombie brain chip to be implanted into the skulls that would be in the head to rival Elon Musk Neuralink. What? Let me read this quote. China has entered the race to implant brain chips into human skulls in a bid to pit against Elon Musk Neuralink. The country's un the country unveiled a chilling timeline. They've even got a timeline for this friends to develop what is called a brain computer interface. And it aims to release these products as early as next year in 2025. Now, I'm going to pull this up on the screen because I want you to see this. Check out this. I know you guys are on Apple and Spotify. You can't see this. But what we're looking at here is Musk Neuralink brain chip. All of it's right here on your screen. Elon Musk has confirmed his Neuralink brain chip has been implanted in a human. Once implanted, the chip could connect your brain waves to an app. Gee, what a shock. Uh, and may be able to help people with neurological conditions. The device will be inserted under the skull and a small robot will connect thread-like electrodes to the brain. The device is about the size of a large coin. It, here's a picture of this right on your screen. Look at this. In the back of the skull, behind the ear, and then you see the electrodes going up and connecting to the brain. Right here is the little, uh, the, 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 uh, 
the size of a large coin on the back of their skull. China's shock plan. Look at this. In the, uh, in the field of brain chips comes as Musk announced that the first Neuralink brain chip has been successfully implanted in a human skull. The billionaire said the preliminary results from the human test subject are promising. That's not scary. And now the announcement by China following the footsteps of the Tesla boss could potentially spark the biggest global tech rivalry of this decade. Guys, I don't know about you, but again, I've, you've heard me say this. China doesn't have a good track record of messing with stuff. Come on. They get in a laboratory and they start experimenting with stuff and mixing stuff and, 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 and putting their hands in this and putting their hands in that. And, it, and some nasty, ugly things start happening and spilling out and impacting the whole world. Hello, the want want. They created an artificial sun. They they're creating viruses in labs. They're they're trying they're creating weather modification over there. And now they're wanting to put chips in people's brains. No, thank you. According to the report, China said in coming years it is aiming to develop a range of brain interface products, just like Neuralink's telepathy. China aims to make, quote, breakthroughs in key technologic tech technologies, excuse me, and core devices such as brain computer fusion, brain like chips and brain computing neural models. This was according to the Chinese ministry. Last year, the Chinese government opened a 60 person laboratory focused entirely on brain machine interfaces. According to Gizmodo, the lab is reportedly focused on turning extensive research in the field of brain chips into practical applications to rival Musk Neuralink. Look at their look at their endeavors here, guys. Quote. China says it hopes to use such advanced brain technology in driverless cars, virtual reality. We're going to talk about that in a second, too. And medical rehabilitation and cumulative vision, cumulative vision that was first pitched by Musk himself in 2017. Experts, however, argue that China could leverage such tech implants and weaponize them to spy against their own people. Meanwhile, some critics of the technology claim that such products uh, will falsely be marketed as a remedy for all difficulties and that interfering the human biology with such tech implants could turn people into zombies. Guys, I'm not worried about people turning into zombies. That's a lot. That's Hollywood stuff. But what I am worried about and what I'm concerned about is this is um, a, a communist nation creating this kind of technology. Gee, what could go wrong in the area of control and dictatorship? Again, let me take you back. Revelation 13. There's coming, whether it's a chip implant, a brain implant, a RFID uh, grain of rice a chip put into their uh, somehow in their forehead or their hand, or it's a digital tattoo, whatever, something, somebody say something is coming. That's going to go in or on your hand, right hand or in air on your forehead. And, and the, the, the system of the beast 
will use that technology to track and control people that they will be forced to buy, sell, and trade through that technology. That's the point I'm making today. Now, what did I say a while ago? I said, in order for us to get to that place, Satan has to work overtime to use innovative technology, devices, entertainment, media, celebrities, and the list goes on. Watch this. He will use them and these devices to condition humanity to embrace and accept the mark of the beast when it has fully come and is and is ready and comes to fruition. Now, there was this, there was uh, Apple this week released a new product. And when I read this, I was like, here we go. Another stepping stone in conditioning society to embrace this. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Apple just released what's called their Apple Vision Pro. This thing is unbelievable. It has a hefty price tag of $3,499 plus an additional $200 for an extra battery pack. Put Putting this thing at a whopping $3,700. Now you would think that... Well, surely people's not going to flock to get this because people don't have any money, right? Because you can't get people to work anymore. You can't keep people to. You can't get people to have any work ethic. They won't show up for work. They won't stay at work. They just hop from here to here. They want to stay at home, draw from the government. Well, somehow they've got thirty seven hundred dollars to blow because this thing is taking off and people are flocking to it. Now, look at this is an article from Vice. I want to read this. Apple Vision Pro turned the real world into a, quote, black mirror episode overnight. Let me read this. The Vision Pro, Apple's new VR, it's virtual reality, and mixed reality headset. Now, keep in mind, I want to show you this picture here. Here's a picture of these people with this on. You see these people with this, they're eating dinner or whatever, and they got these stupid headsets on their face, on their heads, across their foreheads you've got this guy behind a, a vehicle with it on his head you got this guy watching a, a a basketball game with it on his head or he's playing a game with it on this new vr mixed reality headset generated a wealth of dystopian images as influencers took the premium device out for a spin in the real world after its launch last friday here are just a few examples. YouTubers Isaac Mosna, 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 how do you pronounce his name, and Patrick Tommaso went out for dinner while both of them were wearing these goggles. Could you imagine? They're out for dinner wearing these. Ex-user Dante wore the headset while in a self-driving Tesla, tapping at the air until the clips, until the clip cuts to show him parked with a police with police lights flashing in his rear window. A man wore his Vision Pro on the subway to work, which again to others looks like gesturing at nothing in the in the other. Casey uh, niced it and unsteadily climbed a set of stairs while responding to text wearing the headset. And YouTuber, another YouTuber held a dinner party while all the guests put on their glasses, looking at each other through, pass through, video feeds think about how uh, the, the idiocy of this 
is absolutely insane. Listen, we thought people look like zombies out in public staring at their phones and never communicating. Could you imagine this? And, and I'm telling you, people are, are, are doing it. And one clip, an ex-user sits in his living room surrounded by seven virtual screens showing sports and social media before re- reaching for a sandwich. Let me read on here. While the creators behind many of these posts and videos lauded the Vision Pro, uh, Neistat called it the, quote, single greatest piece of tech I've ever used. Many observers pointed out that this is all just a little black mirror and lamented a possible future. Now, in case you, they're going to give you details of what this, what they mean by this. Uh, they lamented a possible future where people walk around not looking at the real world with their real eyes, but a video feed. Um, well, hello, what do you think we've been doing for the past decade or more? Have you been out in public? People are walking around now and they're not even, they're oblivious to the real world around them. Their heads are buried in their devices, their phones. They're not looking around. They're not seeing what's going on. They're not, uh, again, you got whole family sitting at tables and listen, we've all been guilty of this. I've been guilty of this. I've looked around and seen my whole family at one point looking at devices. And I'm like, stop, everybody just turn it off. Stop. We look like, we look like zombies. I'm not going to be a part of this. I don't want to do this. We're again, we, we have to be on guard of this. We have to be careful of this stuff. Now, listen, I may be at times guilty of looking down at my phone and this and that, but I can tell you one thing. I ain't no stupid goggles going on my face one, number two, I'm not going to be walking around in public with stupid goggles buried on my face. All right, the the article goes on to say that uh, one of these YouTubers who went viral for eating out with the headset on said there's, quote, something bizarre, something weird about having this buffer of technology between me and you. You think? Which is called the sad reality of Apple Vision Pro. Look, guys, here, let me let me pull this up here. Here is a picture. This is what they're talking about. Here's a picture of these two at dinner with these stupid goggles on their face. Please, God, tell me this is not the future. You know what this makes me think of? This makes me think of an old. Now, again, I know a lot of Christian movies out there in the past, like we're talking about the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s. A lot of these end time Christian movies, they were really corny. I'm just being honest. They were very corny. Some of them, but some of them were very prophetic as far as not, not so much, of course, biblically, yes, but they were, they were given a hypothesis on how the Antichrist could bring about the image of the beast and the, the mark of the beast. One of these, and I can't remember for the, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, I want to say it was the tribulation. Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but in this movie, it had Howie Mandel. I, I do remember that. He was in it, and so was Gary Busey. And they, virtual reality, now this was back when VR, guys, was not a thing. Virtual reality was not even a thing back then. But they, the the directors of this movie, uh, made a hypothesis that the Antichrist would use virtual reality by putting it on people's heads. And then once they put the device on their heads, then he, they, it would give them access to be controlled by the Antichrist. I, again, I can't, as corny as those, um, as those movies are, I can't help but to look at this and think about that. 
Because again, I want to remind you guys, we speculate. We we can only we, we we know in part, we see in part, we see through a glass darkly, we prophesy in part. We've said that. None of us truly know what the image of the beast and the mark of the beast is is going to be until we actually get there. We can only assume. We can only hypothesize what that is, but we cannot be dogmatic. So I'm I'm just going to say this. Could it be? Could it be? I'm just saying, could it be that we are looking at the device, the instrument that will be used in the hands of the Antichrist and a false prophet to control the masses of buying, selling, and trade. Now, just not the thing, but one of the things. Because remember, it says, in the forehead, and these things go across the forehead, or in the right hand. I said, remember, I said in or on, because again, depending on what translation. I'm just trying to cover all bases here on this segment. But guys, don't miss my point. The bottom line is, prophecy is accelerating, friend. It, we're seeing this stuff. Let me give you another one here. All right, when we get to Revelation, uh, I believe it was chapter t- 6, Revelation 6, verse 12, John said, I looked and he opened the sixth seal and behold, there was a great earthquake which caused the sun beca- to become black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became like blood and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it, when it was rolled up. Look what he says here. And every mountain and island was moved out of its place. So I, wanted, I highlighted some stuff here that I want to show you. In the tribulation, he says there will come a great earthquake that will cause every mountain and island to be moved out of its place. Something, again, a great earthquake, and the cause and effect of this will cause every mountain and island to be moved out of its place. Now, having said that, I found this to be interesting. This was a a piece that came out, I believe it was yesterday, and we shared this. The earth's tectonic plates made the Himalayas and could rip them apart. Wow, what is this about? In the heart of Asia, deep underground, two huge tectonic plates are crashing into one another. A violent but slow motion bout of geological bumper cars that over time has sculpted the soaring Himalayan mountains. But the ongoing tectonic collision that formed the highest mountains in the world may also be cleaving Tibet in two. A team of scientists in China and the U.S. studied seismic waves underground form, uh, from earthquakes that struck in around Tibet and analyzed geochemical makeups of gases in hot springs at the surface. They found that the Indian plate, this is a tectonic plate, may be behaving in surprising ways as it smashes into the Eurasian plate. The findings have not been peer-reviewed, but a preprint version of the study was posted online, and the researchers presented their work in December at the annual meeting of the American Geophysical Union. Scientists have known that the collision of the two tectonic plates, which began roughly, again, whatever, 60 million years ago, yada, 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 again, or young earth, old earth theory, we're not going to get into that, caused the edge of the two Eurasian plate to buckle, 
bolting and twisted into what we now recognize as the Himalayas. But precisely what is happening underground as the Hindale- as the Indian play continues, its its charge has been something of a mystery. Now, when you when you scroll down here, it says the new study suggests that the Indian plate is is plunging under the Eurasian plate. But as the process plays out, part of it's splitting apart under Tibet, which is which the eastern half of the slab tearing away from the western portion. Quote, we speculate that this slab tear may divide the mountain chain along its length. The researchers wrote in a summary of their findings. As the plate cleaves in two below ground, it could open up the region to earthquakes and other hazards. In other words, earthquakes can be a direct cause of mountains splitting apart, falling into the sea. Even Isaiah, I believe, talked about this as well. John the Revelator saw this that would come. Ezekiel in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38 or verse or chapter 39, one of those two chapters, he talks about this very thing as well. Let me pull a nut. Now, this was an interesting because we're right in the same vein. Michael Snyder did an interesting piece. Uh, we Again, we shared this as well on our site. Has the stage now been set for the, quote, big one to strike California? What? Let's see what this is about. Quote, trillions of gallons of rain have already fallen on the state of California and more rain continues to fall as I write this article. Again, this is Michael Snyder. Billions of dollars in damage has already been done, but of even greater concern is what all of this water could mean for Southern California's fault lines. As you will see below, geophysicists have discovered that additional weight that flooding puts on fault lines can help trigger earthquakes. Whoa. Of course, we've been warned for many years that the big one is way overdue in Southern California and that when it finally happens, it will be a disaster unlike anything we've ever seen before. Now, having said that, if you put, uh, literally, if we tried trillions of gallons of water on top of these fault lines, what could happen? According to his piece here, he said that a number of years ago, a team of geophysicists determined that flooding helped trigger major earthquakes in Southern California at least three times in the past 2,000 years. Let me say that one more time. A group or team of geophysicists determined that flooding helped trigger major earthquakes at least three times we know of in the past 2,000 years in Southern California. The report says that geophysicists have linked historical earthquakes on the southern section of California's San Andreas fault line to ancient floods from the nearby Colorado River. Quote, the work has broad implications for understanding how floods or reservoirs relate to earthquakes, a topic that gained new relevance back in 2008 after a massive quake in China's Sichuan province killed more than 80,000 people. Again, Um, uh, Some geologists have proposed that impounding water behind a newly built dam there helped hasten the earthquake. Now these these this fresh warning is coming out saying that Southern California uh, uh, is now at risk and has the potential to see earthquakes triggered from the amount of water that is now lying on these fault lines. One of these geophysicists, Daniel Brothers, 
said this, quote, we found earthquakes happened about every 100 to 200 years and were correlated with floods. Uh, You got to see this quote, guys. I want to pull this up. Quote, we found that quakes happened about every one to 200 years and were directly correlated with floods. The Colorado River spills loads the crust and then there's a rupture. He says the team is very confident in its evidence for the existence of three flood derived earthquakes of roughly a magnitude six, which happened about 600 years ago, 1100 years ago and 1200 and 1900 years ago. And he even went as far and bold enough to say that, quote, sediments don't lie. Now, if you think about that, think about this study we just talked about and think about the amount of rainfall totals. That California has just seen the highest total came at the Cogswell Dam above Pasadena Northwest or uh, yeah, the, the National Weather Service, excuse me, monitors at that site recorded 13.15 inches of rain in just 72 hours. A little farther south, you get to Beverly Hills and it is seen 8.61 inches of rainfall Culver City, 7.71, and downtown Los Angeles to the east has endured 8.13 inches, again, in 72 hours. That means that in just three days' time, downtown Los Angeles has received more than half of its 30-year average seasonal rainfall, which is 14.25 inches. Guys, that is staggering. In, In 72 hours, they have reached what they what takes them a 30-year average to reach in rainfall totals. The 11.87 inches that fell in 24 hours at UCLA's weather station was a, and again, here it is, they always make these statements, which is a 1 in 1,000-year 1, rainfall event, technically known as a 1,000-year reoccurrence interval event. According to one meteorologist, a one in 1,000 year rain event is a a strategical way of expressing the probability of such a huge rainfall occurring in in any given year in a given location. Again, overall, it has been estimated that approximately 5.6 trillion gallons of rain has fallen on California in 48 hours. So will, will this... Will this additional stress on the San Andreas, will this cause a massive earthquake in our lifetime, in our generation? Will we see something worse than the the great San Francisco earthquake? Will we see something like that took place in what was it in the early 90s in California? Again, time will tell. Now, here's another article I want to show you. Look at this, quote, Category 6 is now needed on our current hurricane wind scale due to, here it is, warming climate. What is this about? Let's read this. According to Fox Weather, amid warming oceans and increasing rapid intensification of tropical cyclones, a new study suggests expanding the current hurricane wind scale to include now a category six with wind speeds of 192 miles an hour. Now, again, 
Uh, category five is is the top out, and it it is it tops out at 157 miles an hour or stronger. But now they're suggesting that we need to revise this, and we need to make a category six with 192 miles an hour wind speeds. Now I wonder if they're going to do this with the Fujita, the Fujita scale. I believe that's what they call this, the scale that measures tornadoes. And currently we have it going to an EF five. Are we going to see EF6? Now, when I read this, guys, I immediately thought of this passage of Luke 21. Let me pull this up. Again, what are we talking about? Signs of the coming of the Lord, the time of the end, the end of the age. Jesus said there in Luke 21, 25, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and on the earth, distress of nations. We're seeing all that with perplexity. Now, what does it say here? The sea and the waves roaring and men's hearts failing them for fear and the expectation of the things which are coming upon the earth for the powers of heavens will be shaken. All right, we got one more for you and we're going to wrap it up today on this Thursday or excuse me, this Wednesday, excuse me, this Wednesday, February 7th. Here, this is another piece that was uh, uh, for Michael Snyder, quote, they are doing some real island of the Moreau level stuff in secret labs all over the planet. What? Let me read this right here on your screen. Do, do you believe the scientists should be creating entities that are part human and part animal? Do you believe the scientists should be creating lab-grown synthetic human embryos that do not require eggs or sperm? Do you believe the scientists should be performing gain-of-function research on the deadliest diseases ever known to humanity? Unfortunately, all of these things are already happening in secret labs across the planet. Our world is filled with mad scientists that have absolutely no problem in doing Island of Dr. Moreau level stuff. But of course, they won't take any accountability if the horrifying creatures and diseases they unleash upon the world end up causing enormous problems. So, so let me give you a few examples of what uh, Snyder was talking about. Scientists in China recently announced that they have cloned the first healthy uh, monkey, a two-year-old named Retro, by tweaking the process that created Dolly the sheep. Primates have proved particularly difficult to clone, and the scientists overcame years of failure by replacing the clone cells that would become the placenta with those from a normal embryo. They hope their new technique, again, it's China. Anyone shocked by this? I'm telling you, they are literally the the guinea pig laboratory uh, crazy place that every, all this, the things of our nightmares comes out of. They hope their new technique will lead to the creation of identical rhesus monkeys that can be experimented on for medical research. Oh boy. Scientists have just achieved a milestone in stem cell biology after creating a monkey from two embryos and proof of the achievement perhaps unnervingly showed up in the infant primates eerie green glow. So this, uh, this, this primate that they did this on was glowing green. 
Although research labs have created such chimeras or organisms with cells from two distinct sources in rats and mice, monkeys have been more challenging to work with because of their increased biological complexity and no longer gestation and uh, maturation time. In previous attempts, scientists have struggled to successfully incorporate injected stem cells into a monkey with less than 5% of the final organisms grown from donor cells. In the new work published November 9th of 2023, in-cell researchers managed to create for the first time a monkey that had an average of more than 60% donor cell expression across tested organs. Now, last June, researchers... Researchers in the United Kingdom created synthetic human embryos without using human eggs or human sperm. Scientists, according to the report, created synthetic human embryos using stem cells in a groundbreaking advance that sidesteps the need for eggs or sperm. Wow. In other words, they're playing God, friend. They're playing God. They're bypassing the very divine order that God set up to take the sperm of a man and the egg of a woman and create life. Scientists say these model embryos, which which resemble those in the earliest stages of human development, could provide a crucial window on the impact of genetic disorders and the biological causes of recurrent miscarriage. However, the work also raises serious ethical and legal issues as the lab-grown entities fall outside current legislation in the UK and most other countries. Stop. Isn't it amazing that China is doing unethical and, and illegal practices in laboratories, but nobody's doing anything about it? Now this has happened in the United Kingdom. Nobody's doing anything about it. Um, hello, CERN. CERN is literally trying to rip a hole into uh, into another dimension, what could possibly go wrong with that? If you want to know what could possibly go wrong with that, I believe Stephen King, I don't advocate Stephen King's novels or his books or movies, but I'm just saying Stephen King gave us a little bit of a portrayal with that when he created the movie called The Mist, where in which, again, the, the U.S. government and the military uh, tapped into another dimension an inner dimension, they tapped into the underworld and it allowed creatures from hell, literally, to enter into our dimension. Now, speaking of China, scientists in China also was able to grow kidneys containing human cells and pig embryos. Also in China, a mutant wah wah strain that was created in China was able to kill a hundred percent of the humanized mice that it was tested on. Let me say that again. Chinese scientists have been experimenting with a mutant coronavirus strain that is 100% lethal in mice, despite concerns that such research could spark another pandemic. Again, is this not unbelievable? According to the Daily Mail, every single one of these humanized mice that the strain was tested on was dead within eight days. The team were also stunned to find high levels of viral load in the mice's brain and eyes, suggesting the virus, despite being related to COVID, multiplies and spreads through the body in a unique way. 
Now, what would happen if something like this was to uh, hypothetically escape the lab? Because I know that's never happened. And if it was to, quote, escape the lab, what do you think the results of that would be? Um, it would probably bring about the much speculated disease X that everybody's been warning about, including the WEF, the, the WHO, the CDC, and our government agencies that they've been saying and preparing us for. Now, scripturally speaking, guys, I, wanted, I just want to throw this out there. In the book of Luke 17, Jesus said, uh, as it were in the days of Noah and Lot, so shall it be at the return of the Son of Man. You've heard me talk about this if you're a regular viewer. In the days of Noah, they were doing this thing. They were doing this about, about exact thing. They were, they were performing experiments on animals. They were splicing species of one animal and with another animal, they were trying to create hybrids. This was in the days of the giants, the Nephilim. And God looked upon it, frowned upon it, called it an abomination, called it evil, called it wicked. And this was one of the major reasons he sent a flood to destroy the earth. And I want you to think about that. We're doing this exact same thing in 2023, 2024. We've been doing this for the last decade, probably 20 years now. Guys, time is of the essence. It is running out. And Jesus said in Luke 21, 28, when you begin to see all these things, he didn't say when you see these things. He said, when you begin to see them, Look up and lift up your heads for your redemption is surely drawing near. Listen to what brother Ricky is telling you today. If you're watching this, you're listening to this. You need to know that Bible prophecy is being played out before our eyes. We may not be seeing the full fruition and the full manifestation of things that John said and Daniel saw, but literally guys, we are seeing the stepping stones. We are seeing the puzzle pieces falling together. We're seeing everything come together to bring about exactly what the prophets foretold and warned us and with this book now look i know the woke community wants to get rid of it the liberals want to get rid of it the atheists want to get rid of it this but this book the b-i-b-l-e the bible the word of god said that not one jot nor tittle of this word shall pass away until all things be fulfilled come on endtimeheadlines.org endtimeheadlines.com guys real quick again please download our free app it's available on app on android devices get it today hit yes to push notifications you're going to be squared away and you're going to be up to par with everything that we put out every single week if this ministry is a blessing to you revelation equipping information encouraging exhortation all of the above Please pray about becoming a monthly partner. You can do that two, two separate ways or two different ways. You can give electronically through the app. That's the easiest way. Or you can go through our main website, intimeheadlines.org, intimeheadlines.com. You can give there. Again, there's PayPal. There's You can use your re, uh, regular credit card. You can go through uh, uh, Venmo, Cash App. You can use any of those methods that you like or what you're comfortable with. Or you can give by check or money order. And you can make that out simply to right there on your screen. 
End Time Headlines, P.O. Box 1391. That's going to be Monroe, Georgia, 30655. Listen, if you just happen to stumble upon our broadcast, somebody invited you in, somebody shared this broadcast with you, and you know without a shadow of a doubt, if your heart was to stop beating today, today, right now, at this moment, tonight, you were to go to sleep, you lay your head down, and you never wake up, and you slip off into eternity, you know, and God knows, that you are not right with Christ. You don't know him. You don't have a personal relationship with him. You've never been born again. We want to give you that opportunity right now. If you're watching, you're listening. The Bible says in the book of uh, the book of Acts that God calls men everywhere to repent. In the book of Romans, it says, if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died and rose again. In other words, we put these together. If you will repent of your sins, and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, then the Bible says that your name will be inscribed in a book of a a registry of heaven called the Lamb's Book of Life. You will be born again. You'll be saved and washed by the blood of Jesus. And we want to assure today that you get that opportunity and you don't miss this broadcast and you don't tap, you don't come off of this until you have that opportunity. So right now, I want to pray for you. If you're watching, you're listening I want to encourage you, guys, I'm not going to lead you into a prayer right where you're at. I want you to open your mouth and pray with from your heart. Listen, Jeremiah said, if you come to him with lip service and your heart's far from it, God's not going to receive that. You've got to pray and mean it from your heart. So let's pray right now. Father, I thank you for those that are watching and listening. Lord, for anyone and everyone who may be away from you, don't know you, they don't have a personal relationship with you, they're maybe they're backslid, they're not right with you, they know this, They uh, the Holy Spirit is convicting them, their their hands are sweating, their, their heart is racing. Lord, they know that they need to get right. And Lord, I pray right now that the Holy Spirit of God would begin to quicken them arrest them in the spirit. You said that no man can come to the father lest he be drawn by the son and the Holy Spirit leads us, convicts us and draws us into salvation. And I pray that he would have his way on this broadcast today. Every, every listening viewer, every man, every woman, every child, whatever the case would be young, old, in between, whatever ethnicity, whatever color, whatever background, it don't matter. We pray for you today, and we pray that you would repent of your sins, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If you're backslid today, the Bible says that he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness if we confess our sins before him. So we want to give you the opportunity today. I pray this today, and it's in Jesus' name. All God's people said amen and amen. Listen, I I pray that you made that decision today. You repented, put your faith and trust in him. If you're backslid, come on, you put those things behind you and you keep marching towards the high calling of Christ Jesus our Lord. So listen, guys, we love you guys. We appreciate you. We thank you for your prayers, your support, your financial giving, your partnership. We're going to sign off for tonight. We plan on, Lord willing, we'll be back here tomorrow night, Thursday, February 8th. Same time, same place, same channel, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern with another great podcast. Until then, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.